it going today? We've got another episode here of Derby Thoughts. We'll be talking about Derby, sharing Derby Thoughts. And when I say we, I just mean me again. Once again, I failed to get a co-host. Such is, such is life. Everyone has things to do, jobs and such. But I am excited because this weekend is the International WFTDA Playoffs in Acaruna, Spain. I hope I'm saying that right. And this is uh, the first of two sets of playoffs for the top teams in the world to have a chance to go to championships. And the top four teams in the world already get to go. And this is for the next 24 to duke it out. And three teams in each of the two playoffs will get to go up. And so before I actually get into the preview and the predictions for this weekend, I would like to recap a little bit of what happened last weekend at the Continental Cup North America West in Omaha, Nebraska. It was very exciting. And I got to say, my bracket was was pretty good. <laughs> I had almost everything right in the first round, except for no coast. I should never have bet against no coast. They are such a scrappy team full of hard workers. And I should have known they were going to pull out the win against Jet City. It was a like game two was a very exciting game. Jet City and No Coast, two teams who know each other very well. And it is absolutely a must watch for anyone who missed watching tournament weekend. It was the first upset of the tournament. And man, was it a great game. Uh, and some other moments to look ahead to. Uh, Tucson versus Evil was a very close game. It was a great fight all around. I had forgotten that uh, Shania Payne came from Evil because I got to watch her on Team Canada at the World Cup. And wow, she's really good. And her teammates are really good too. So that was even closer than I thought it was going to be. And it was a really great game. Um, game eight, Terminal versus Calgary. I knew it was going to be tough. And... Um, Calgary did win like I thought they were going to, but uh, I actually was gone all day Saturday, so I missed seeing the Saturday games, and it turns out that um, Arya Reddy, who is arguably the most successful Terminal City jammer right now on the roster, was expelled in the first half, and that had a huge impact on the game. I do plan to go back and watch it, um, which I'm assuming will become available very soon. Because, wow, that that was kind of crazy. Um, but then Calgary goes on to play Rocky Mountain in game 12. And I did not expect that it was going to be as close as it was. Calgary almost won this game. I It's another game I need to go back and watch because, holy moly, Calgary does not like brackets. They're just going to bust all the brackets, I felt, with their, their playing this weekend. Um, moving on to... Uh, then Terminal versus No Coast, um, it just became very clear how important Are You Ready is to that roster because in the first half, 
There were 123 points scored by Terminal, and Arya Reddy scored 105 of them. Like, other than that, Nokos was having a very competitive game with them, but just could not stop Arya Reddy. Uh, and then uh, going on to the, the, the finals, the third and, fourth, third and fourth place game, Tucson versus Calgary. I picked this one wrong, but man, was it a close game. Like, oh, this game was crazy. Okay, so Calgary ran away with it in the early going. There was lots of penalty trouble for Tucson. There was lots of penalty trouble all around, actually. So in the second half, Tucson fought all the way back. And then, like, it, oh, they actually took the lead at one point, and uh, it was back and forth. And a decision was made uh, really, really, really late in the game. This is close to the end of the game. To run the jam long with Death Proof having the lead, jamming for Tucson. And although all the blockers were doing really well against Bazinga on, on Calgary, I almost said Terminal City, that's where she used to skate, um, a penalty was eventually called against Death Proof because the jam went long. Like, I think they were trying to kill the clock, but man, there was going to be another jam no matter what. Uh, definitely someone was going to call a timeout or something, whoever was behind. So I don't know why they chose to go long in this. I guess they felt like they had uh, a big advantage against Bazinga, but the last jam of the game begins with Death Proof in the box. And there was massive defense on both sides. It just was such a, you didn't think anyone was gonna get lead, but eventually Easy Break Oven from Calgary claws her way to lead calls it off for the win. Deathproof even gets like a hit um, during the four whistles that knocks her down and kind of brought the game to a little bit of a um, ending that didn't feel as good as it would have um, otherwise because it was such a close game. But, but wow, um, I could not believe that game. It was so good. Um, and I got to give credit to the Tucson Jambers. They did something really clever. All of them did this. If they were ever stuck behind the wall and not really going anywhere and saw the other Jammer approaching, they would do a quick hit out and run back. And usually that would get a call off from the lead Jammer on the other team. So uh, it's clearly something they practice because it worked really well for all of them. Um, and then the finals game, Canberra versus Rocky. I, I'm gonna, I hate to say I told you so, but man, I told you so. There's something about Canberra coming in. I felt they were underranked. I felt like they were going to be a big surprise. And it's not just the shortstop team. There are plenty of talented players to go around. And not only did they beat Rocky, they did it handily. They beat everyone handily. Just, just no chance. So... Ironically, the North America West Continental Cup, the first one of its kind, goes back to Australia, which is not located anywhere in the North America West. That's just funny how that worked out, but good for them. Good for them. All right. Um, before I go into the bracket for this weekend in Spain, oh, I'm so jealous. I bet it's so beautiful there. Um, I want to briefly go over a list of the teams 
again, that are not going to playoffs that could have been eligible to, to go to either Spain or Atlanta. Number 17, Arizona. Number 22, Minnesota. Number 24, Tampa. Number 25, Windy City. Number 27, Dallas. Number 29, Sacramento. And number 33, Naptown. Like Detroit is on this bracket and they're number 34. And they got to go to Spain because um, all these other people said no. Uh, <laughs> it's just weird thinking about these teams that are have been to a lot of playoffs and Sacramento that's climbed so much this year not not being at playoffs this year. All right, moving along. I'm going to talk about these games in Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to translate it for you if you happen to be in my time zone. If not, I'm sorry. You'll have to do a little bit more adjusting. But I figured there's probably more people uh, in the U.S. who might benefit from this translation. So, game one is going to be Stockholm Roller Derby versus Philly Roller Derby. Now... Stockholm is coming in as the ninth seed, and they are number 23 in the WFTDA. They have had a big schedule this year, 13 games this season for their all-star travel team. They swept the Calio Finvitational with close wins over Calio, who actually had a close win over them two months earlier, and they had wins over Rat City and London. If you can, go watch these games. I got to tune in and watch them, and they were spectacular, especially the games against Rat City in London. Lil Slinky is one of my favorite jammers to watch. She is so, so good on her skates, so small and, and sneaky and elusive. And, man, it's really fun to just watch her play. Um, and then at for Philly... Taking a look at them, they are actually seated number eight. They are number 21 in the WFTDA. And they have had a few close games this year. They had a one-point win over Queen City, a one-point loss to the Mad Roland Dolls, and a 12-point win over Paris. So they are no stranger to close games and how to deal with the stress of close games. They had larger wins against Minnesota, Ann Arbor, and No Coast. And it feels like from the games I watched, because I watched uh, them at um, in some of these games, Herman Munster feels like the most consistent jammer in their rotation. You know, they, again, you know, this is another team that has had a little bit of turnover, but not as much as some other teams. Um, and it feels like she's the glue the one that goes out there and gets it done. She's not fancy. She's just solid. She's just very consistent. She just goes out there and does her job. She's pretty clean when it comes to penalty play. So uh, I think with these two teams together, I'm predicting at 4 a.m. Eastern Standard Time during this game, we're going to have our first upset of this bracket. I am going with Stockholm. Reason being because I feel like, by and large, the international teams tend to not 
be as accurately ranked and Philly has to travel a lot further. So a lot of my decisions in this bracket actually come down to uh, if you're located in Europe or you're located in the States or you're located in, you know, South America. <laughs> um, I really think that's going to be a factor. I think Stockholm is going to take game one and that will be an upset. So there. I don't have any other upsets predicted for the rest of the uh, first games, but let's continue. 6 a.m. Friday, game two, Detroit Roller Derby, the 12th seed taking on Helsinki Roller Derby, the fifth seed. Let's talk a little bit about Detroit. They're ranked number 34 in the WFTDA. They actually dropped seven spots in June. They scheduled a tough season this year, and they won one game against Rocky Mountain, and then they lost eight games against Atlanta, Jacksonville, Queen City, Tampa, Windy City, Santa Cruz, Arizona, and Ann Arbor, which has emerged as quite the state rival, uh, these two teams going together. I watched their games at Boardwalk Empire, and they were running a jamming rotation with Jillian Rookard, McDonald, Swift Justice, Racer McChaser. And they seem to be going with a strategy of running jams long all weekend. But they had major problems with jammer penalties throughout the whole weekend, too. So I hope that um, coming into this weekend, they will have figured out what's been going on with their penalties that they'll figure out what strategy is going to be best for them. Is this going long thing really working or could we try something else? Um, I know their jamming rotation has to be a little bit different right now because I know McDonald had a knee surgery, I think, and I've been seeing her on the bench in photos, um, which is a shame because she's a lovely skater. So somebody else is probably taking her place right now in the rotation and we will find out who that's going to be soon um so let's look at helsinki number 13 in the wftda they started out the year with two wins over calio a win over stockholm and a 100 plus point like losses to uh crime city and rainy city then they almost swept the calio finvitational with a 41 point win over crime city so they went from losing by over 100 points to Crime City to beating Crime City by 41 points. Wow. Uh, they got a 20-point win over Rat City and a very narrow 8-point loss to London. Again, if you can see these games from uh, that tournament, please go check them out. They were so exciting. Uh, their jammers, uh, Mia, Malou, Taru Saxeline, they are amazing. They are very fun to watch. I really enjoy watching this, this team play. And I believe Helsinki's going to take this one. They have a bit of a home court advantage being European. And they've had such a stellar year. Uh, Detroit's had a struggling year. I think Helsinki's going to take this one uh, and move forward. So looking ahead to Friday, 8 a.m., Game 3, Santa Cruz Derby Girls, the 6th seed against Paris Roller Girls, the 11th seed. Santa Cruz, ranked number 16 in the WFTDA. They have been on 
fire this year with seven wins and their four losses were not by that much. Their wins were over Queen City, Detroit, Windy City, Sacramento. Their losses, like a 29-point loss to Arizona, a two-point loss to Minnesota at Golden Bowl, which was a very exciting game. You can find it on YouTube. And a 69-point loss to Angel City, a 96-point loss to Atlanta. Those just happened more recently. Um, Santa Cruz. They have one of the most talented junior roller derby teams in the world. And the adult team is just going to continue to get better as these juniors age up. There's just no doubt about it. Yeti or not, here I come is one of my favorite jammers to watch, not just because her name is great, but because she has so much power when she is jamming. Terraism and Skirt Vonnegut are strong skaters as well. Uh, this is this team has just been growing and growing, improving all the time. And then looking at Paris, this is one of the teams I know very little about. Did not get to watch them as much. They are ranked number 30 in the WFTDA. They jumped six spots in June, so they're on the rise. Their closest games this year were against Calio, where they won by 33 points, uh, against Philly, lost by 12, and against Mad Rolandals, won by 25 points. Uh, so you can find those games online too if you want to do a little bit of research about Paris. I think this is Santa Cruz's game to win. They will be moving forward. So game four, Friday, now 10 a.m. at <laughs> in Eastern Standard Time. We are starting to see the sun where I live. The number seven seed, two by four roller derby from Buenos Aires, Argentina against the number 10th seed, Sailor City Rollers from Buenos Aires, Argentina. Now, isn't this funny that these two, these two teams had to travel all the way around the world to play each other in the first round of this tournament? Hmm. <laughs> so looking at 2x4, they're ranked number, w number 18 in the WFTDA. Their only loss this year was six-point loss to Rainy City. That sounds like a heck of a game. They had a close eight-point win over Bear City, and then big wins over Dublin, Old Ricky, and Paris. All their games this year actually took place from January to April. So I am wondering how they've been keeping themselves fresh during the last four months to prepare for this without having any big sanctioned games, it seems like they uh, compete against their B team pretty often. And at playoffs last year, they had to beat Windy City to advance. Then they had a loss to Rose City, but then they finished with a 100 plus point win over Ann Arbor. So they had a big year last year and they are looking to do more this year. Sailor City, 28 ranking. They've only had five games this season, and um, they were at Besterns. They had a sweep of victories over Houston, Rocky Mountain, and Oklahoma. Sailor City has played 2x4's B team, but not the A team. So, these two teams have not played each other this year. Why not? It's a good question. <laughs> they could have. They're going to now. <laughs> uh, 
And uh, I'm just going to go with uh, the history on this one and say 2x4s had a lot more tournament experience. They've been here. They're going to advance. But I feel like this is going to be an exciting game to watch. I feel like this must be some kind of a grudge match because how have they not played each other? I mean, are, are we cool? Is there drama? I don't know. I feel like I'm really excited to see this game and where everybody ends up. So then Friday night-ish, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to see Arch Rival Roller Derby play for the first time this weekend. And they'll be playing, my guess, Stockholm. Let's talk about Arch Rival, our friends from St. Louis. A year ago, Arch Rival lost to Texas by 90 points. And now this month, beat Texas by 175 points at Sweatfest. You can find this game on YouTube. Please watch. It is incredible. Like, Bricktator, she's just on a whole nother level right now. She's better than she's ever been. Um, she's amazing to watch. Swanson is a really fun jammer because of she's kind of like a, a noodle or something. She just contorts her body and wiggles around and does amazing things. Psycho Kid to Freak Out has been an amazing addition to the roster this year in the jamming rotation. She is fabulous on her toe stops. She never stops moving her little feet. Uh, Reptar is out there, has been doing good work. Bolt Action, still available, still super exciting to watch. She is so forceful. And then, of course, in the pack, you've got Kay Woodward and everyone else that just makes that team shine. Um, man, Vicious Van Gogh has become an amazing pivot. I, I never would have thought she could block so well, but she's doing so great. This team is incredible. As you can tell by all the gushing, they are my favorite team this year. I love Arch Rival. Uh, the only games they have lost since last November have been to Rose City, Victorian, and a 25-point loss to Denver at Golden Bowl. Watch that game. It's a little hard to see because of the lighting, but another good game. Just goes to show how much work our tribal has put in to get here. They are the team right now, and I feel like they have such a shot at champs to do something great. So you can already tell by my glowing my glowingness, I have them picked to go all the way through to stay in first place in this bracket. No, no chance. I think it's going to be a fun game with Stockholm. It's going to be a good game, but our tribal is going to dominate this game. Boom. Um, next, we have game six. Friday will be taking place at 2.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Rainy City Roller Derby, the fourth seed, will be getting our first look at them against who I predicted to win the other game, Helsinki. I am predicting another upset here. It's funny. There's wiggle room when you're the fifth seed. You know, uh, Team United proved that two weeks ago when they went as far as they did, finishing in third. Calgary comes in as the fifth seed, finishes in third. I think Helsinki is going to pass Rainy City in this game. And maybe I just don't know enough about Rainy City, but this is just my guess. Uh, Rainy City is number 12 in the WFTDA. They started out the year strong with six wins. They had four and six point victories over Stockholm and two by four, respectively. B 
bigger wins over Calio and Helsinki and a 64-point loss to Crime City. But then they went to La Classique, Georgia W. Tush <laughs> tournament in Montreal and had 100-plus point losses to Texas, Jacksonville, and Montreal. So they took a little bit of a beating. They probably learned a lot. I think this is going to be a heck of a game. I I don't know why I think Helsinki is going to win this, but I do. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be fun to watch. And I'm, I'm still going with my pick anyway. So then we get to go to Saturday morning, 4 a.m. Oh, the third seed, Crime City Rollers. This will be the first time we see them. They are number 10 in the WFTDA right now. Crime City. Okay. They have three wins with over 100 points against Stockholm, Helsinki, Calio. Or no, three points, no, three wins over Stockholm by themselves. And then 100 point wins over Helsinki, Calio, and Rat City. They have a 22 point win over London at the Calio Finvitational. Watch it. And a surprising 41 point loss to Helsinki there. That was crazy. 64 point loss to Rainy City. Again, crazy. Uh, mm. At Hometown Throwdown in Portland, though, man, did they represent. They lost to Gotham and Rose City, but they came within 14 points of beating Angel City. That is huge. A great game to watch. You can find it on YouTube if you get the chance before this weekend. Captain Curly Hoare is a force. Oh my gosh. You can tell she's the spirit of the team. And she lifts them up with her performance. When things start to go bad, she turns things around. She had an amazing game against Arch Rival at Champs last year. It was so exciting to watch. Hannah Pay is still a very consistent jammer. And a new addition, Pony Cat, has lots of power. Was really exciting to watch at Hometown Throwdown. And Dyke Stalker is another uh, addition to the jamming rotation. I'm not sure about that one yet, but the other three are solid. But Crime City, I'm expecting great things from them this weekend. They're facing Santa Cruz in this game, Game 7. And Crime City is going to take this game. I think it's going to be exciting because Santa Cruz has been so good this year. But I think Crime City is moving forward. Next, Angel City will be taking on 2x4 in Game 8, Saturday at 6 a.m. Angel City is the second seed. They are number 8 in the WFTDA. They had a lot of turnover this year. For example, no Satan's Little Helper, no Lacey Knight, no a few others that are very valuable. They went from fourth in the world to eighth. It was so tough to climb to that number four spot. It took so much work from so many people. And I, I was in, I'm in love with this team still, but I loved it a lot more when those people were on it. Now that those people are gone, I still love the team, but I'm a little, I'm, I'm saddened because the the people that made me love it aren't there. Uh, and, but they're they're working hard. They're figuring out how to adjust. They have an almost completely new jammer rotation. So now Pearl Jam has gone from being a rotating jammer to being more of a leader now. Uh, she usually uh, opens up the game along with West, who I believe transferred from Mexico, and Cracker Jack, who is adorable, a little spitfire, and then, an odd choice, Rachel Rotten has been pulled into jamming. 
And while she can absolutely do it, um, it's been tough. Uh, she She's being used heavily, I think, just because she is a solid hand and people know she can do it and she has power, which, you know, these other gals are kind of uh, more slight of build. And so she brings something a little bit different with her height and her muscles to muscle through the pack. Also, a jammer named Block Lobster ha was being worked in at the Big O, and she had more playing time at Hometown Throwdown. This team started out the year with wins against Bay Area, Texas, and Montreal, losses to Victoria, Denver, and Rose City. There's nothing shabby about losing to the, you know, the top teams in the world. But then that 14-point win over Crime City, a uh, loss to Gotham, and a win over Santa Cruz. It's been a tough year. I think there is still enough strong bones in this team to make it pretty far. But I don't think I see a Hydra for them this year like I hoped to in the last couple of years. I know it was unlikely, but I had my hopes. <laughs> so, Angel City versus 2x4. Angel City will be moving forward. There. Um, go, looking at the consolation bracket for Saturday at 8 a.m. Game 9, I'm predicting it will be Philly versus Paris. And I am going to say Paris takes it over Philly. Reason being, I'm going to say European advantage. That the time change isn't going to be as hard on them. I think the travel will be harder on all the North American teams. And they've had close games before. I think Paris takes this one because I think they're going to have a cheering section. I think they're going to be feeling it. I think they're going for it. Game 10 will be Saturday at 10 a.m. our time. I'm predicting it's Detroit versus Sailor City. I'm thinking Sailor City is going to take this because they're traveling a really long way to not go home with a win. And I think Detroit's going to make it really hard for them because they also would like to go home with a win. Uh, I got to say, Detroit, they are awesome at travel. They never seem to turn down like traveling to a big tournament. This will this will not be their first international tournament. Might even be their third. I'm not sure. I've lost count. So they're not going to be as stymied by uh, time zones and stuff because they've done it before. But I think Sailor City's taking this one. So, now we're looking at our semifinals. Game 11, Saturday, 12 p.m. our time. I'm thinking it's our tribal versus Helsinki. And I've already said before, our tribal is moving forward. But man, Helsinki will be fun to watch. This will be a fun game if they are in it. <laughs> Either way, our tribal will be moving forward regardless of who their op opponent is. Game 12, Saturday night. 2.20 p.m. Crime City versus Angel City. I'm confident about this. I think this is going to be an amazing game. And they had such a close game last time with Crime City having a European advantage, having learned a lot from that game. Angel City having to travel some of the, you know, one of the furthest distances for this tournament. Crime City is going to move forward. So, yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. <laughs> so then that means Sunday morning, 5 a.m. our time. We'll get to sleep in for one hour. I think it's Stockholm versus Santa Cruz. I think Stockholm's going to take it. 
because European advantage, Stockholm's been playing great. I think it's going to be a great game. I can't wait. Then um, game 14, Sunday, 7 a.m., I have Rainy City versus 2x4. I think Rainy City's got this one. I think it's going to be another such a good game. I cannot wait to see these games, you guys. Um, and then the third and fourth place game. This is game 15, Sunday, 9 a.m. I have Helsinki versus Angel City. I think this is going to be fun. This is going to be the one that determines who goes to champs. And I think it's going to be Angel City. There's just so much experience there. I think they will pull this out. And they will absolutely go to champs, leaving Helsinki in fourth place. Then in the final game, Arch Rival versus Crime City, 11.20 a.m. on Sunday, game 16. Arch Rival will take first place, Crime City second place. No doubt about it in my mind, Arch Rival is going to be the team that has the best shot at breaking into that top four. They almost beat Denver already. Almost. They have a shot here. I don't know if they can make it all the way to the Hydra because Victorian and Rose are still just bohemoths. Gotham is still a huge factor. Denver is so strong, but I think our tribal is just as strong. I think great things could happen for them and I can't wait to see what happens for them. But wow, yeah. Three big roller derby weekends in a row. We're all going to be exhausted and probably happy to see uh, a little bit of a break before the next playoff weekend continues. Let me know what your derby thoughts are. I'm I'm so excited. <laughs> I cannot wait. Um, let me know if you think our tribal is going all the way. Let me know what your bracket picks look like. You can email me at powerforthwhistle at gmail.com. Or just talk to us on Facebook. That's pretty easy, too. I don't really tweet. Um, so good luck there. And our podcast is now available on so many things. It's on, like, Stitcher and Soundcast and Spotify and everywhere that podcasts are, like Podbean and all, all the things. The only place it's not at yet is Apple, but it's supposed to be coming there soon. It's already been submitted. They just have a bit of a backlog. And I hope you'll be sharing with your friends because... I like sharing my derby thoughts. I hope you do too. So we will catch you later, our next episode, and have a great playoff weekend, getting up early to watch playoffs in Spain. Derby thoughts. Do, 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 do. There's the music. I'm so good at this. Hey there, friends. Want to know how you can support the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby podcast and look super cool doing it? Our store has a bunch of roller derby designs that can be put on 
all kinds of super soft, high quality t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, notebooks, mugs, stickers, blankets, and more at Threadless. Whether you love cartoon animals on roller skates, like our apex predator T-Rex or jam a llama to messages like roller derby strong and my mom plays roller derby, there's really something for everybody. Visit powerforthwhistle.threadless.com. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E dot threadless.com. Thank you for your support and back to our show.